0: back your dreams were your ticket out welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about well the names have all changed since you hung around but those dreams have remained and they've
1: Welcome back to the Balls Deep Podcast. After a year hiatus, we're back and it's fucking Turkey Bowl week, baby. We're back for Thanksgiving week and it's me, your host, Parker Scarborough. Along with me is my co host,
2: Mike Seltz, baby. We're back
1: at it. Mike Seltz. Yep. We guys, we apologize for not having a podcast at all this season until now, but you know, it's Thanksgiving week, so we wanted to give the people what they wanted and we don't want to leave them out this year. So we're back.
2: As Little Wayne once said, "Sorry for the wait. Carter four coming soon, and now
1: it's here." <laughs> yeah, so let's get into the season, Taylor. So let's, we gotta start off with uh, Tyreek's Iron Fist Clinic. You know, owned by Burnham Smith, he's having one of the best seasons in Balls Deep history. He's ten and one. He's already the Pussy's divisional champ, and he just after this past week, his all-time record sixty and forty-two. He now has the most wins in Balls Deep history and the best record. And his all-time playoff record is three and four, so he still needs to work on that. But he's back in the playoffs. He's the number one overall seed. He has the bye. Uh, This is his third division title. He won in 2017 and 2020. I mean, what else can you say about Burnham this year so far?
2: I mean, the dude drafted really, really well. Um, I don't think there's a lot of people that are still 10-1, but he's got an absolutely amazing roster. So congratulations to him. Uh, now can he take this team and win the big dance? That's the question everyone's going to ask.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did – he drafted – I put it on the, my notes like he had a stellar draft. He, t- he took Tyreek Hill first, who is arguably the best, one of the best players. He took Kelsey second, I mean, one of the best tight ends. Keenan Allen fourth in, in the fourth round. And Jonathan Taylor in the seventh. And he still has, like, Youngway Koo, CJ Stroud. Those were late grabs that have become stars. You know, I mean, Koo, Koo is just one of the most – automatic kickers in the league. And I mean, he's had the most wins. Yeah. I mean, he has the most wins this season and all of them have been at least by 10 points, except for his closest win was this past weekend to Kyle. And he lost by, or he won by six, but everything else, you know, he he just dominates his opposition. His only loss was actually to me, can't remember what week that was, but it was pretty early in the season. But that doesn't even matter for him, like you know, tiebreaker-wise, because he has a tiebreaker over everyone else. So I'm I mean, he's locked into the one seed and he's just the best record. So he can kind of breeze through the next couple of weeks and just prep for week 15 or whenever you know the second round is.
2: Yeah. Uh talking about a guy that made some smart pickups too as the year went on. Kyron yes. Williams. Uh I mean he tank Dell. Tank Dell, CJ Stroud. Um, CJ Stroud's been on fire lately, and Trey McBride is honestly not that bad of a tight end either. Um, all he really needs is maybe to decide if he's going to drop Royce Freeman and replace him with two wide receivers or look to trade for another running back to really just solidify his roster to make a deep playoff run. That's just my opinion. Uh, but overall, great pickups and a great draft class round.
1: Yeah, you know, I said Burnham kind of has nothing to play for, but he actually does uh, just a record. It would be, he would have, he, if he wins the next two games, he'd have the best regular season record of all time. If he wins one more game, he ties uh, the best regular season record. Pittsburgh went 11 and 2 in 2019. But yeah, well, I mean,
2: I, I wish there was just a way to edit the schedule somehow because one of the big rivalries that I always look forward to Thanksgiving week uh, was between him and, and Pat. Uh, who's going to be on the show later today. Uh, but the Turkey Bowl last year drew our biggest uh, audience for listeners. Uh, we had our first list- listener internationally uh, over in Scandinavia. So we're really thankful, you know, for the Turkey Bowl and how much publicity that got us. Um, you know, I sent a letter to Butterball. And even though we didn't get the sponsorship, um, we're still growing our audience, baby. That's what Thanksgiving's all about, is being thankful that we're back together to shoot the show.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're still waiting on that sponsorship deal. So if you're listening, please reach out. We'll gladly take it. Um, but Burnham, you know, he he's made the playoffs. How many times?
2: But hey, Like, let's just put it like this because we got to keep it moving. Burnham yep. is burning them in, in the league. All of his <laughs> oppositions and opponents. Uh, so if he keeps doing what he's doing, uh, he should end up in the championship. But let's move on to our yep. next uh Team.
1: Yeah, let's go to the second overall seed currently. Team McCraney, you know, owned by Austin McCraney. He's eight and three, and he can clinch the Taints division this weekend with a win. He currently has a two game lead over Coleman. But um, McCraney, he's 40 and 36 overall since he joined the league in 2018. Um, he's never won a playoff game, though. So he's 0 and 2 in the playoffs, and his highest finish is in 2020. He lost in the second round as the two seed. Um, but yeah, right now he's got the second best record. He's the fourth highest scoring team. He's had the sixth hardest schedule, so kind of unlucky on his playing against. But I mean, he has been lucky in a lot of close games. He's won. I remember one game against him and Jared. He was losing, or he was yeah, he was losing to Jared, and Jared had Austin Eckler, and Eckler fumbled in like the last three minutes, and that gave Jared minus two points. And McCraney got the win by like points six, four points. That's insane. You know, I mean. McCraney's just getting lucky on all these wins. Like, he'll be playing someone, and like, every, every, almost every single one of his games has come down to Monday night. And it's like, make or break for him. But I mean, hey, winners find a way to win, and your record says what you are, you know?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I think this week, y'all's matchup is pretty interesting. Uh, Yes. Projected to win by 0.2. Let's look at the pros versus the lineup that you guys have, player to player. Uh, The good thing that you have going for you, QB wise, even though the Texans are red hot, that's mostly on offense. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is still playing pretty well. And I know he definitely wants to carry the Jaguars into play into the playoffs. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence has recently showed up in big moments when they count. Um, and this is basically a good old-fashioned AFC South rivalry. I don't know. I feel like you have the better matchup at QB. I mean, the Ravens' defense is pretty good. I mean, probably top five, one of the best defenses in the NFL. I love
1: the Ravens' defense.
2: Uh, versus and the cool Chargers.
1: touchdowns, too. You know? so,
2: yeah, the, versus the Chargers, who are so inconsistent. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, Joe Burrow is out. So I feel like Joe Mixon is about to get stupid. I mean, a stupid amount of touches. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to
1: have to rely on him. You know, cause I mean, like, who is it? Jake well, Browning, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jake Browning's just want to sling it. You know, no, nah, there's probably going to hand it off. So hopefully he gets more touches. But I don't know. Joe Mixon's had an up and down year, but he's been pretty consistent for me. But McCraney, yeah, uh, I mean, McCraney has, go
2: ahead.
1: Yeah. I mean, McCraney still has Diggs and Herbert. And I mean, I don't know. A lot of his players have gone off like Rashad White actually impressed me when I was researching this. Like, oh. I didn't know he was having such a good season. I think he's like the fourth best running back in the league right now. So, I mean, he has guys that can that can go off. But I do like my matchups this week based on the like the teams they are playing. But I mean, this game, this game's a huge game. You know, McCraney currently has a one game lead for the uh, number two overall seed who gets that second buy. But if I win this, I think we could have a three way tie between me, McCraney and Sutton. And that now, could come in. But, yeah,
2: if, if Aaron Jones was healthy and he was gonna play like, yeah. you know Thursday, I think it'd be a different story. I think he would easily beat you by like two or three uh, because his wide receiver group is not that bad. I mean Stephon Diggs, Garrett Wilson, even though Garrett Wilson has not put up the numbers he was projected to before Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I mean, even working through like Zach Wilson, all the other terrible QBs, like he's still had an okay year. Yeah. Um, they're only going to throw it to him. So I don't know. Rondale Moore, super up and down. Julio Jones is not going to do you much, but I think Aaron Jones would be a different story. Um, but you do have a pretty good bench that's going to help you through the playoffs. Yeah. You know, Hopefully. when you take it. Uh, Dalton Kincaid. Was not a bad pickup either. I mean, I know that was a, a good bad. draft
1: pick, but uh, yeah, he's been he's been like Josh Allen's favorite target lately. So I love that.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I saw he got more targets than Stephon Diggs like I think a week or two ago. who could, who could, yeah, Puka, um, do, yeah. But before we kind of jump to my team, let's go back to uh the third best team, and us we got the face sitters Guess who's coming back to the playoffs, baby? Will Sutton making his first playoff attempt appearance since twenty nineteen. Um, two in the playoffs, but his overall all time record is 50 and 52. Um, so been a couple down years for the face sitters over the last couple years, but he's back in the playoffs. He's got uh the third best record at the moment. Um, he had the potential to be one of the best teams early in the season. I mean, and going on, he's lost two games. With, by scoring the second-most points. So, like, he's only lost to the team that had the most points twice, which is insane. Yeah, this is his third division title. He won in 17 and 2019 and his fourth playoff appearance. You know, he, he drafted Justin Jefferson first overall, and he's kind of had some bad luck with injuries. But, you know, Jalen Hurts, Travis Etienne, Raheem Mostert, and the Cowboys' defense – You know, they've been incredible, but they've helped them suffocate the opposition, especially uh, Brees Hall, too, and TJ Hawkinson. You know, they've been good additions for him as well. Yeah. You know,
2: uh, I've said it once, I'll say it again. This guy reminds me of Mark Rick. Um, Always has the talent, (laughs) it's just always played with injuries with star players. Um, But yeah, I mean, this year, Will has had a much better turnaround early on in the season, uh, getting some great wins. um, And, Playing in a division that is honestly just
1: might be one I, of the worst of all time.
2: It is probably the saddest division I've seen. From how the Roman Empire once was in the division, and how it's crumbled. Um, you know, during the Renaissance of you know newcomers coming in and fucking taking over, taking their spot yeah. back. Over.
1: Outside of uh, where the division's for it, you
2: know. I, I let me just say this. Yeah, the starters that he has this week, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, Brandon Cooks, Dak Prescott, we all hate him. Fuck Dak Prescott. Um, Brandon Cooks could have a lot better numbers if he had a way better quarterback. Has uh, Sutton's bench wide receiver-wise? I mean, he's got to make some type of trades, or he's not going to be able to make it through the playoff season. I mean, that is going to be – his kryptonite, is finding two or maybe even one wide receiver that's getting hot that can carry him in to the playoffs.
1: Our trade deadline is the first week of December, so if you need a trade, get those in before the deadline ends up. But, yeah, I think uh, Sutton, I mean, he's he's already logged into the playoffs. Uh, he has the chance to get a, the two seed, you know, but he needs me to win this weekend, and he needs to win the next two games. But what does it
2: mean to win a wild card game? I mean, really, it, it's not. I'm mean, <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, I just saying, like, big wealth. You win a wild card game. Do you want to win the division? Do you want? I mean, I know you've already won the division, but I'm saying, do you want to win the conference championship or and then the Super Bowl? Like,
1: come on. You're right. You're right. We kind of talked about. Uh, we briefly touched on me earlier when we were talking about me playing McCraney, but uh, we're uh, right now the Pittsburgh Feelers were coming back with some vengeance after uh, coming runner up let, last year. We are. Now in the fourth seed we're 7 and 4 overall we we just taken we just clinched the balls division by beating Jared this past weekend it was just a certified beatdown by Tittsburgh over Jared they just didn't even have a chance we we just beat him we beat him hard and beat him good from getting it in fun fact is the last year or in 2018 I lost the championship this year and then I won the title in 2019 so hopefully I can do the same thing by losing last year to Cervical and then this year I can come back and win it all. We'll see what happens. No comment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did take a reach at the beginning of the draft drafting Bijan, you know, and it's not played. He hasn't played like the second overall pick, and I probably should have gotten McCaffrey. You know, then my team would have been so much better. But Bijan played fan. pretty well.
2: Bijan played pretty well earlier in the season.
1: Yeah, and then say. Arthur Smith just is the
2: man
0: retarded.
1: But uh, going along, we got our fifth best team. The, the First wild card seed, the Cleveland Steamers, owned by Coleman Sturkey. He's six and five right now, second in the Taints division. He still has the potential to win the division, but he needs to win the next two games and he needs McCraney to lose the next two games. So we'll see how that goes. But
2: looking at this, this was a really big surprise. I mean, talk about a
1: guy. I know he started off the season five and oh, but he's gone one and five since. You know, he's kind of had some injuries and just kind of like some unlucky losses. I he said uh, – I saw he lost a game pretty – oh, yeah, he, he lost by one point to me in week eight, and he lost by 1.18 points to Bloom in week 11. So, I mean, just two brutal losses in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he just – like uh, he's gotten a lot of players hurt. Like, uh, Mark Andrews is now hurt. So, I mean, yeah. he's getting the injury bug at the worst time.
2: I mean, complete roster, though, from starters to, like, his bench – uh, this is what you kind of want it to look like, um, even though he's 6'5". But, I mean, dude, he's – outside of Sam Howell, uh, if he didn't have the injury bug with Mark Andrews, he'd be fine at tight end. Um, George Pickens, Kenneth Walker is on his bench as well. Kenneth Walker has been a top ten running yeah. back this year. He just
1: got hurt, uh, too.
2: Kadarius Tony is such a boss. Like, I'm sorry to say it. like He, he played all
1: right there. on Monday night.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying – Overall, he did not live up to the expectations, how I thought he'd I mean, I took him in 11th round of the draft because I thought he had so much potential. And Jamal Williams, uh, everyone knows what his value is. You are going to not get a bust or boom. You're going to be right there in the middle at 10 points week in, week out. So that's reliable uh, in case your guys are injured or you have to find someone to scream. Uh, But other than that, I mean, like, dude, wide receiver-wise CK, Jameer Chase, um, you also got Pickens. You got Elijah Moore, who's played pretty well early on the season. Like had it, last month, he had some great games. Um, so overall, you still really have a high chance of winning your division.
1: Yeah, he just needs McCraney to lose. Like McCraney just has the two game lead, and there's only two games left. So he, he's—I mean—he has a chance, but he needs a lot to happen. But I think he'll still make the playoffs. You know, I think he's like the only one. That's in the wild card. Well, what are kind your of a thoughts of this team? I mean, what
2: are your What are your thoughts of this team? I mean, the guys got Tua. Tua is yeah. not a bad
1: quarterback at all. Well, I, Josh Jacobs. No. I love Tua, dude. Tua is awesome. And but Jamar Chase, I'm kind of worried about. Like we were just saying, like Jake Browning, is he really going to sling it to him? And then uh, Josh Jacobs. James Who else can he go to though? Like, he doesn't go to T
2: Higgins. He doesn't, go, to um, he doesn't right. go. He
1: doesn't
2: go to Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Um, and I couldn't even tell you any of their tight ends. That's how irrelevant they are in fantasy football. Um, but like, dude, all he's got is Jameer. So he's going to get 10 targets a game and my, and that's my eye because who the fuck? I, I don't know. Uh, but what works in your favor, you know, regarding all the Bengals stuff is Joe Mixon because he is about to get grounded and pounded every single Sunday until he gets hurt or something.
1: Yeah. But I mean, if, if Coleman beats, Team Taco this weekend, which he should, and McCraney and I beat McCraney. And I'm pretty sure that sets up a winner go home game between him and McCraney next weekend. But I, it'll be winner go home for the division. They may the loser may still get the uh, wild card. But uh going on to our next team, we got team shear. And what a come up for team shear. You know, after last year coming in Sacco, he's six and five right now. He's he's looking at the sixth wild card spot. Um, he's second in the Pussies division behind Burnham. You know, no one's catching him. Um, You know, Shear's always been a regular season juggernaut. He's 59-43 in the regular season. He just lost the all-time record to Burnham, or the highest winning record to Burnham, but he's pretty poor in the playoffs. He's 2-5. and He won it in 2018, but since then he hasn't really done much since he's gotten in the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, he's trying to regain regain his former former regular season dominance when he made the playoffs six years in a row. But he's definitely got the potential this year with the yeah. roster.
2: And then, he, I mean, he's got what he's got a great wide receiver as usual. Um, running back <laughs> looks so much better um, this year compared to last year. Um, and honestly, Brandon Ayuk. Is a guy that Brock Purdy is going to be throwing a lot more to because they're not going to really start on and Debo Daniels after it. he's just coming off an injury uh, until later in the season and playoffs. So. so, Will Levis has been his guy, team sheer. Uh, Will Levis, the uh, coffee mayonnaise king. Uh, it, I mean, He's been actually putting up some passing yard numbers uh, for the Titans, which the Titan fans are used to seeing uh, since we know that they're only going to throw it 10 times a game and the most you'll ever throw it for is 100 yards with the Titans with Derrick Henry, a.k.a. King Henry being at the helm. Uh, But Will Levis is an interesting start, kind of like CJ Stroud, very risky, but I love it. Um, The risk is worth the reward at this point with the Titans because even the Titans – don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, so I really do like the Will Levis um, having the I, balls to start.
1: I don't hate it, but I don't like it either. You know, especially since that's his only quarterback. I've been but I, mean, I, I, season, I,
2: but I hate it because out of all the teams that he ripped their ass apart, it was the Falcons. I mean, <laughs> I know. I
1: like
2: know. the first week he, he started, he, like uh, he, he was he like a
1: four-year, like I mean, he just looked like he was a four-time All-Pro badass quarterback like it was like what the fuck he was evading pressure just throwing dots to um, DeAndre Hopkins it was insane it
2: was the coffee mayonnaise before the game Um, and like you know the next few (laughs) weeks he played awful I mean didn't throw a touchdown and you know interceptions back to back games but he looked a little bit better a a lot more composed versus the Jaguars and honestly his schedule for the rest of the years he's got the Panthers suck the Colts they suck. Dolphins are going to be the hardest game. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, Cam Smith, all all of those guys. Yeah. Houston, Seattle should be a toss up. Uh, and then, I mean, to the Jaguars and Texans, like I said earlier, good old fashioned AFC South showdown. So that that's a toss yeah. up between both teams. So
1: yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, I got to ask you, Taylor, is Will Levis a fantasy football champion quarterback? No, he's not. Yeah. Come on, Shear. You gotta, you gotta figure out that quarterback situation, brother. I think he he's takes this game. But, I think he takes but this game. He wins, fuck, yeah.
2: if, if somehow he wins it out, he, he's a fucking legend forever. Yeah. I
1: mean, true. if he
2: makes it to the championship with Will Levis, <laughs> and you know, uh, out of anyone else that he could have picked up off the waiver wire or tried to trade for, with you know, he's got a pretty good depth um, on the bench. Um, if he makes it with Will Levis, an automatic legend status in my book.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's true. I think he wins this week, and I think his season kind of comes down to next week against Henson, you know, and that kind of is a great segue into our next team we're going to be talking about. The first team out of the playoffs, what's under the towel, owned by Jacob Henson, you know, after an 0 3 starts and an IBM projection to finish uh, last after the draft, Henson's rallied his men to a five game winning streak and are now six and five and knocking on the door of the playoffs. You know, he hasn't been to the playoffs since 2019. He's only been in the playoffs once. He's thirty and thirty-three overall since he joined the league in twenty nineteen. I mean, Henson, you know he's a coach. Let
2: me stop, let me let, let me stop you right there.
1: Yeah,
2: and to answer your question, what's under the tower? Someone <laughs> that's, that's under- fucking hungry to win because this guy is on a five-game winning streak. And I tell you what, I love the most, and it's not any of his starters. It's on his bench. And this guy tells me right here everything I need to know about him. He's got fucking grit. Uh, and that's Jared Goff on the bench, and he, like you know, whether if Kyler Murray puts up zero, gets hurt, and you know just decides to quit the NFL, he's got all reliable, and that's AKA JG, Jared Goff, the guy that's guaranteed to put up 16 points, no matter if he throws three or four interceptions, and that's what's going to get him into the playoffs, right there. Uh, and I, I, honestly, honestly, uh, not a bad bench overall, and. Christian McCaffrey single handedly, the Jameer Gibbs went out to tomorrow and God forbid got in an accident, could never play football again. Christian McCaffrey would be able to carry the running both both starting running backs. Yeah. I mean he could put up 30 or 40 by himself. I mean uh, I know guys that drafted McCaffrey that have a god awful roster and starting lineup. But if it wasn't for that motherfucker, that motherfucker right there, they have would not have even been in the playoff contention talk.
1: I know. I mean henson has got a tough game this week against Burnham. But I think he can do it, you know. I mean, Burnham starting Sh- C.J. Stroud, who you know, it's a Cinderella story with C.J. Stroud. Also, I mean, I think C.J. Stroud's going to be one of the top quarterbacks. But you know, he can't keep playing as good as he has been. You know, I mean, they're playing Jacksonville this week. It's the like, an game. He's made yeah, the Texas. He's relevant. made him relevant, and I mean, I don't know. I I, I just think. Everything kind of matches up well for uh, Henson this week, you know. Kyler Murray, I, I do agree. You should probably start Jared Goff. I think he's going to feast on Thanksgiving. You know, he's probably going to be eating that turkey at the end of the game. Um, and side note, I got the Detroit Lions to win the Super Bowl. That's my pick. Super Bowl pick. Commissioner, I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. They're plus. Uh, I got them at plus ten fifty. So not bad odds. Not bad odds at all. Um, but anyway, I uh, I've been telling Henson to start Goff. All like. All season, I actually tried to trade for golf, and he's stingy, so he knows how to keep his players, you know. No doubt about he, that. McCaffrey uh, and Gibbs is like a dream backfield for me. I love both those guys. Jameer Gibbs is awesome. I say he's a Georgia Tech guy. Even though he went to Alabama for his last year, he's still a Georgia Tech guy.
0: And, honestly, uh,
2: you know, not to cut you off, but this is a storybook matchup. Uh, I mean, this is the best turkey bowl of the week, in my view. Um, because there's, yeah, one the turkey bowl. That, there's one or two things that's going to happen here for both opponents. Um, one, I, I don't think Burnham wants to find out what's under the tower with the momentum and, and the wins that he's got. And, and the last thing you Taylor, want... It's
1: what's under the towel.
2: Tower. That sounds cooler to me. Okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> it's,
1: it's
0: like uh, watching,
2: like it's the last watching. thing you want is an iron fist going up your towel.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know? Right, or tower, for my
2: sake, you know? Yeah. Um so that's just my opinion and that's
1: yeah, the luck uh, of note to a future sponsor this is our turkey bowl sponsored by future sponsor um so getting off to the next team let's review uh why so injurious so jared henry you know kind of a tough season for jared name implies it you know he's been very injured um he is a regular season beast when i was looking at the records he's 45 and 31 since he joined the league in 2018 but not so good in the playoffs he's 2 and 4 Um, He was the runner up in 2021. So he had a great start to the year. Not really, but injuries have kind of plagued his team. And I know he misses his quarterback, Herbert. Uh, The funny story was like during draft night, we had a we had a Zoom. (laughs) like McCraney was drafting right before Jared and Jared just out of nowhere, like out of pocket just goes, Oh, damn. McCraney's going to draft Herbert. <laughs> McCraney just goes, I forgot him, but now I'm gone. <laughs> so, like, he took Herbert from him. So, I feel like he, his season was just kind of on a downward spell from there. I mean, he did put up the most points in week one, but after that, I think he lost two games in a row. And, I mean, he has solid players, but nothing really jumps out. Like I was saying earlier, Eckler really fumbled. I mean, Eckler really fucked him in that fumble he had against McCraney that cost him to win. And, you know, I don't trust Dak Prescott at all. You know? Same thing yeah. with the Levis. like, is Dak Prescott a fantasy football championship quarterback? I don't think it's so. Never <laughs> have, never will
0: it's like
1: It's like during those late season matchups, he, he'll put up a goose egg, you know? He'll have like six sacks, two fumbles, and a pick six or something crazy. And, I mean, he's tried, though. He's made 18 moves, acquisitions. But, yeah, I just don't know. Um, This week he's going up against Team Pussy Destroyer. And, I mean, that's also a great segue into our another team, you know, that I wanted to talk about, like the team Pussy Destroyer, not a best season for him. I don't even want to talk.
2: I, I don't even want to talk about it, man. I feel bad for this guy. I mean, <laughs> you,
1: know, you know, the only noteworthy player on his team is really CD. He he's a Pussy Destroyer, but other than that, you know, the, the other. The yeah, I mean, like you light. know, Just, Jordan Derrick Henry. Henry
2: is out of his prime. Um, I'm yeah. sorry, but King Henry has now been dethroned. Um, not because of you know. Anything against him, it's his team. And everyone's figured out the Titans offensive play uh play game. Um and that's just get there carrying the ball thirty times a game. I mean, I, Jacoby Myers, same situation as the Bengals. I mean, they got a guy named Aiden O'Connell that's now their starting QB. And you know, we all know Jimmy G was never gonna work out in Vegas. Um, but Jacoby Myers is someone that has not done too bad this year. it's kind of came out of nowhere, just looking at number wise. He's and Devontae Smith, um, that whole entire He's Eagles wide receiver. I mean, they're they're late bloomers. They're late bloomers, they can play really well later but in the season. Like,
1: yeah, but it's like when that Eagles running game's going, they're not gonna pass it. And like they, no, they yeah.
2: but they're gonna have to eventually throw it. I mean, they have no no choice. He showed out big on
1: Monday night. Bloom got that huge win over uh, Coleman on Monday night because Devontae Smith caught that deep pass, and that gave Bloom like the 1.4 win or whatever it was. And uh, that kind of solidified Bloom not becoming in Sacco, you know, as long as Sobikwu doesn't win these next two and Bloom loses next two. Jordan Love has been
2: very up and down this season. I mean, finally last week he showed much improvement from his past two games that he was just god-awful – um, but, you know, looking at Bloom's roster, um, and nothing against him. I mean, I think he's had put together some great teams in the past, but you look at his roster, and you get your answer right there uh, why he's 3-8. and eight. Uh, No depth, no stud whatsoever at wide receiver or at the running back position. And overall, like, he doesn't have the depth that's going to get him anywhere else besides uh, third to last place.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean- no- Bloom, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he has the done chain on his season's over, but I, I know he just can't wait for the season to get over, and he's never missed the playoffs in back-to-back seasons, so I'm sure he'll reassess at the end of the year and get back on track, you know, ready to destroy. Something. I want to go back
2: to um, why so injure, uh, yeah. injured. Yeah,
1: I wanted to ask you, so uh, kind of a segue to what I was just saying about Bloom, how he has the done chain. Why well, so injurious? He still has a chance at making the playoffs, but do you give him the Dun chain? I mean, he's five and six. He needs he needs to win both these next two games, and he needs some teams to lose, and he currently has a 15% chance to make a wild card spot. What do you, are you giving him the done chain? No, I'm going to give him
2: the 15% chance of making it. Uh, oh, a couple wow. of different reasons why. Why, excuse me, uh, Adam Dillon has been playing really well in the Carolina offense because he is literally Bryce Young's only option to go to. They don't even consider yeah. DJ Sharp, uh, Jonathan Mingo, or anyone else. And another guy at the tight end position, even though I think he should be starting Evan Ingram, uh, Dalton Schultz lately has been on fire at tight end. Yeah. I'm talking about plus 20 um, and like back to back. Yeah, I mean, he is playing really well. And Chris Alave, um, That that's a great flex. The only thing I would recommend, um, just looking at it, you got to get rid of Dak and you got to find, you got to make a decision to trade for a mid-tier to near top tier, either running back or wide receiver. Uh, because Daryl Henderson's done uh, with Kyron Williams coming back. And I mean, he's a free agent as well, excuse me. And um, James Connor it's
1: probably playing in the worst Cardinals offense. Yeah. And, I mean, it's one—it's th- weird. Like, the ball's deeply. We've never been really a league filled with trades. But this year is kind of like one of the first years we've had teams eliminated from the playoffs early enough before the trade deadline. So, maybe some of those teams will offload some players, you know. I don't well, hopefully someone
2: make some trades.
1: Yeah. I mean, the trade – like, a reminder, again, the trade deadline is the week of December 4th. So, got to get those trades in. Um and then we go to our to next team. Let's talk about uh the only co owned team, Team Taco, owned by Gary and Nick Topper. Um, another kind of disappointing season from Team Taco. Still got a chance, though. I got a 1% chance of making the playoffs, but they're four and seven. Uh they actually have the worst all time regular season record at 39 and 63. Since Gary's joined, they're nine and fifteen. Um Trouble in Paradise, Taylor.
2: I mean, they kind of remind me of uh, George Bush Jr. and George Bush Sr. One was really liked and the other one was like, how the fuck did you get elected into office? And I'm not going to say which one is which. Uh, They have to figure that out as an organization uh, who is holding them back from getting W's because the roster looks okay. I mean, you take out A.J. Dillon, you get a healthy Damian Pierce and he's going to put up plus 15 week in, week out uh Devin Singletary has came under the spotlight lately and has been a really good waiver wire pickup and he's put up about two weeks uh plus 20 back to back um and nothing really concerning with when it comes to wide receivers DeAndre Hopkins of course locked into that terrible Titans offense but other than that I mean Devontae Adams is not going to put up too many points with Aiden O'Connell as a starting TV for the Raiders uh, so you definitely have to figure out wide receiver-wise if you are going to make a trade uh, for a mid-tier or a top-tier or if that's going to be a running back as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe just take a flyer and trade Devontae and DeAndre for a certified, you know, top-ten receiver or something. You know, those are two names that people kind of raise their eyebrows at, but he needs some life, you know, and he needs, he needs a receiver with a decent quarterback, you know, so – We'll see
2: how I, I mean, Josh Allen's a great quarterback. Uh, I mean, yeah. these two wide receivers that he has starting are phenomenal wide receivers. Yeah, it's just, they don't they have no one that's going to be able to throw them the ball consistently. Yeah. Um, He's
1: currently projected to win. So, I mean, there is still some life. But, I mean, we're looking at it Wednesday night. So, Coleman might not have set his roster. But,
2: you know, I don't think that 1% they're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, sadly to say it. Um, but they have to do some soul searching. Uh, or who is going to take over the realms and run the organization full time, you
1: know? And then let's talk about um, one more team before we get to our last team. Uh, We got the paper knees and it kind of perfectly describes uh, Jack Kickladder's team this season. He's three and eight. And I mean, this guy has had the worst injury luck of the year. I know he had Nick Chubb right now. He has Goddard out. He also has like Higgins out. A chain is constantly out for him. I mean, it's just a rotating list of injuries. So, I mean, it's just been an unfair season for Jack, injury after season. Injury after injury has plagued the season for him. Uh, He's already eliminated from the playoffs. I mean, he's in that shit division with Sutton. So, I mean, it's kind of just one of those seasons for Jack, just pack up and go home and, and look forward to next year. Because, I mean, this past weekend he put up 50 points. This year, or this week, he's projected to put up 99. I mean, it's just it, – it is still projected to look like a 22-point loss. So, I don't know. I don't know, Jack. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm sorry for you. Yeah. He's like one of those yeah. better luck next year, brother.
2: Uh, pretty much that's the way it just,
3: you yeah. know, short and sweet. It's,
2: and double. Like it's not, like
1: he, it's not yeah. like he drafted bad or anything, you know. It's just like with Nick Chubb going out and then every single guy he gets it going out too. It's, it's kind of crazy, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, if a chain would have stayed healthy, uh, we would have saw some, you know, a lot, yeah. lot more crazier stats. And bigger would, games because he was picked kept up fire a
1: chain, yeah. He picked when he picked up a chain, he was 0 and 3, and then he went 3 and 1. But I mean, now he's on a four game losing streak, and
2: yeah, uh, nothing you do. Um, just tell the people, sorry for the wait. Carter Five will be back <laughs> next year soon, yep.
1: And let's wrap it up with our last team we haven't really spoke about. I mean, we kind of br- touched on them briefly, we'll be interviewing them later, but we got the sexy Soviet Slugs owned by Patrick Sobe Um, the Cinderella story turned to a nightmare. First or worst, uh, well, it's not certified worse yet. He's he's on pace to become Sacco As long as he doesn't win these next two games and Bloom doesn't lose the next two games, but yeah, when you know,
2: uh, I just want to go ahead and you know touch on this team first. When you pull out your Texas uh, Instrumental eighty-four calculator, uh, this is a team looking at the roster uh, and looking at some of the numbers some of these guys have put up doesn't really make a whole lot of sense while, why, you know, Pat is one in 10, Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, great quarterback, Najee Harris. I'm sorry that he's up But David Montgomery. um, You know, he's put up some big games this year, uh, splitting time with Jameer Gibbs. Ezekiel Elliott was probably not a great pickup, but wide receiver wise. I mean, some absolute studs. Cortland Sutton's played great this year. He's not a stud. But Mike Evans has been really consistent. Debo Samuel, he got hurt. Um, but Darren Waller is way better than Njoku, who's put up some decent numbers when the Giants have actually been in contention for games. But, yeah, I mean, it it's like that South Park episode uh, where they do a million little fibers of Sally, how he gets, like, really successful, and then everyone finds out he's a fraud and just really a crackhead and just likes to smoke weed and stuff. This is the story it reminds me of. Not that he's any of those things, but, you know, how the Roman Empire has fallen. As I'll go back and say, it's kind of sad.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, I think we touched on it briefly at the beginning of the pod, or we might have touched on it before we started recording, but his season was doomed when he went Patrick Mahomes first overall.
2: That was the cursor right there. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck drafts a QB first round? I mean, there are plenty of great QB options, and I'll say this to the day I die. Into the day he stopped playing, you can literally get Jared Goff in the eighth to even between the 11th round and still put together a great lineup and get some wins at a dependable QB. Because,
1: like, yeah, huh? like, like we're seeing, I hope that isn't. Yeah. Like we're seeing, I think it's and, always, you always got to go after a top tier receiver or a running back that's going to get a ton of touches a game. Because, like, yeah, and then Harris,
2: I'm sorry, that's like the blind leading the blind. Once again, why the fuck would you even draft him? Whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Mahomes hasn't had a bad season, but you just can't get him no, so I'm, much I'm, later, talking but- a, I'm talking about Najee Harris. Oh yeah, that was a terrible pick. He's I mean, he's running back he's, in that locker room.
2: I mean, dude, like he's the only one um besides Warren or Daniels. Um, but I mean, 18 points is his biggest production for fantasy points this year. Uh, other than that, he looks yeah, good like he did in last in year. Second, right? Five, if if you're lucky, 10 points. Um, but like, you know, the Steelers, they they got a little bit of hoorah going on right now in the AFC um East Division. But I mean, that there's no doubt uh, the answer is right there for you why he's one in ten. Um, but like, you know, you would ask me early on with the lineup he still managed to tailor together, put all on his lineup. It didn't look too bad. I just don't know if he didn't work the waiver wires or if he just didn't set his lineups, but well, uh, it makes it out why he's one and ten. It's
1: funny you pointed out if he didn't set uh. up his lineup. So like, there's two stories with Sovacool this season. He was he hadn't won a game and. He was getting his ass kicked in one game, and we were all giving him shit because he didn't set up his lineup. So he sets his lineup, and he he ends up winning that game. And it was like, oh my god, I can't believe it! And then that's the one and only he won. Yeah, that's the only one he's won. And then this past weekend, or two weekends ago, he uh, he didn't set up his lineup, and I I gave him I gave him a pass for not setting his lineup because uh oh he's joining. But I gave him a pass for not setting up the lineup because he got arrested. And uh, I didn't ask him in the group, but we'll let him address that once we get him in. And he's joining right now.
3: One through a party in the county jail. The prison band was there. They began to play. The band was jumping, and the joint began to swing. You should have heard this knocked-out jailbird.
1: All right, welcome in our guest, our 2022 Balls Deep champion, owner of the Sexy Soviet Slugs, Patrick Cervical, fresh out of jail. Our guy right here out of the Biloxi confines. Yes. Um, so, how how you feeling?
3: Uh, you know, it was rough couple of days there, um, but we're out um, now. Really got to figure out this team thing. This is the next quest, but I believe this season is in the books. Uh, Maybe a little hangover, some would say, but...
2: um, Yeah, yeah. You're playing for pride at this point. You're you're playing for pride at this point. Kind of just playing
1: spoiler at this point. You can kind of spoiler a couple people's seasons.
3: Yeah, I thought i will have Will there in the bag, and honestly would have. Marcus Valdez. Mr. Valdez Valdez Scantlin didn't fuck me, but... (laughs) You know, that, that that just happens. It's life.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of things that just happen. Um, I want to start off, uh, you know, this session with you. Just thanking you for being on here. Um, first day out of the Clamour. Slammer. Uh, it's always great to have you on the show. One question that we've gotten written in from a couple of our uh, audience listeners is how you go from, you know, hero to zero. Like what went wrong for you this year? Did you forget to start... Start your lineup. Did you not draft well? Do you think Patrick Mahomes was the poison with you know you drafting him first round?
3: Walk us through a little bit. Uh, what was going through your mind? Um, that's a great question. To be honest with you, is a combination of things. Poor drafting first and foremost. Uh, Najee Harris, fucking, he <laughs> <laughs> works. I mean. Okay. It, I didn't sit him once I rode him the whole year he just his performance is so bad not only on the field but in the locker room just a negative effect on me all season um well you know what you do with that? the horse
2: with, with the horse that's no good right you gotta put him down you gotta find you gotta find the next horse that thoroughbred that's gonna get you to the championship.
3: Yeah, I, I, like I said, the hangover was probably the second thing. I think uh, coach had a pretty fun off season.
1: Yeah, I mean, so. I don't blame you. You know, that was your first or your second playoff appearance in like six years. We only had the the league for eight years, so I mean, it was a long playoff drop for the Slugs. So. I guess it was kinda of to be expected the Super Bowl hangover. You know, I guess I can't really blame you for that. But, but, but,
2: but how do you explain how do you explain Bill Belichick, you know, with the multiple and, and Nick Saban with the multiple championships and Super Bowl repeats they've had? Did they have a hangover? I'm just asking what the audience has all been wondering.
3: Uh I'm sure they do, but I'll tell you what, I'm ten times ten, ten times more intense on <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what were your hangover sponsored by? Um, Bud Light with Ice,
3: Bud Light with Ice is, is the St. Louis dream. I think that oh, is ice. one of the best things to have on a hot summer day. <laughs> Go ahead and cue Turnpike Troubadours on that one.
1: All right, so <laughs> um, we had some audience. we had a we had a live audience earlier for the broadcast and um, they had some questions for you. So the um first question they had was why did you go out by yourself the night you got arrested?
3: Well, I didn't go out by myself. I went out with Chuckleberry. Um I think he went home around four. And my ass stayed up until
1: four PM
3: AM. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, I don't know. I just think it's uh, I need to have, like – there has to be, like, a third person with me and Charles. It's not – I think he's just, like, a bad influence. Well, he's, like, I, kryptonite, you know, Superman. I'd like kryptonite. to give you this,
1: this platform to get your story out because we did read some newspaper articles from Biloxi the morning you got arrested or the morning after you got arrested to see if there were any headlines. And we do have one that we found. But I wanted to hear your statement before. For real? Yeah, before we
0: told you that line.
2: It's been all over Biloxi media. uh, All their local
0: states.
1: It's in the Biloxi Biloxi Sunshine News.
2: I I got an email from Biloxi Broadcasting um, about um, a Savannah man (laughs) going a little bit crazy. But um, Little Billy Johnson wrote in a question, and he is from – Snellville, Georgia. Uh, Snellville, Georgia. And he wants to know uh, Mr. Sovacol, do you think that you will ever bring back another championship uh, to the Sexy Soviet Slug? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
3: There's definitely no one coming. It's just uh, obviously not coming this
1: year. <laughs> and then we had a follow up question from uh, little Susan <laughs> from uh, the same. <laughs> Saint fuck that. That's...
3: Wait, Fuck that little Susie chick.
1: <laughs> and she, she asked, "Why are you dumb?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, uh Yeah, it's it's a great question. I, I wish I could actually answer that. I don't think I can. See, I guess it's genetics. Maybe. Yeah, she's but she's so a cool. fickle one.
2: I don't oh, know. If you, oh, I don't know. Hey, if you... I got a, I got another great uh, write in from Larry Sussman from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Little Larry writes. <laughs> Little Larry writes. Um, <laughs> I can't even get it out. Let me. Uh, we're gonna have to cut that one out.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. You have to say. It. You have to say it. Come on. Um, I, I'm fucking blanking now. Like Jesus, I had to go. All right. One. Well,
1: uh, cut it back to me. We'll come back to you. So, um, so cool. I, I wanted you to make a statement before we read you the headline.
3: I can't believe there's a headline.
1: Yeah, I know. I couldn't either.
3: I, I can't tell if you're being for real or not. But so Tell us, I, us what happened, you,
1: What were your charges and uh, what happened? My charges. Our, my, our headline is insane.
3: My, my, my charges were interfering with business and possession of controlled substance.
1: Oh. The headline I saw is, Junk Intoxicated Savannah Man Goes on Rant and Punches Pregnant Woman on Way to Jail. From Jesus.
0: <laughs>
3: see, that that's the sad thing. That all could have happened, and hey, did you
1: punch I a, a pregnant woman? There's no way
3: I punched a pregnant woman.
1: <laughs> well, that's not what the headlines are saying.
3: Well, let me see the headlines.
1: All right, you got me. There's no headline. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean I to be <laughs> honest. I
1: couldn't
3: I couldn't tell you if I did or not, but I think it was uh I don't blame anybody besides myself, but I think it was kind of gay that Charles went home early.
2: Well, I well the biggest thing, the problem that you have is that you got to work, arrested, excuse me, in the dumbest state of all the United States, It's an education. Um, they have the highest obesity
3: rate. So h- how come
2: you couldn't outrun the cop
1: or anything <laughs> like that?
3: I think it was I think it was an unlawful arrest, but.
1: Well, it I is called know, the hospitality know. state. So, did they show you good hospitality at least?
3: Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> let me go. I didn't. I didn't pay a bond. Oh, nice. They just let. They just let me go. I have an appearance
1: bond. Did you get any free food?
3: <laughs> that's as hospitable as it gets. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, nah, hey, we're we're glad had, that you uh, made it little out Little risky.
1: Little risky. Ricky's question.
3: Yeah, I, I would love to hear the next question.
2: I mean, I can't uh, remember Larry Sullivan's question. I fucking blanked on that one. I had a good one, I thought, but it's not good.
3: Yeah, no, yeah. This uh, it's been a dark. It's been a dark dark season for the Slugs. (laughs) I think uh, next year we're definitely not drafting Najee Harris ever again. I actually would like if he's the last person I have available to pick. He still will not be picked.
1: Yeah. So, so so, Since we had you on. And since you're most likely to get sacco, it's not confirmed yet, but you're most likely to get SACO, um, We, Me and McCraney were talking over the weekend about Sacco punishments, and he mentioned something about doing a beer mile. You know, loser of each year has to do a beer mile, and we keep, like, a record of it. So I was wondering. Fuck, Fuck that. <laughs> no, nah, dude, come on. If there are I would do, any,
3: do anything else besides physical activity.
1: Oh, I don't know. If you would say anything else, but we have to come up with a sacco. And I was thinking a beer mile would be a good one, and we could get everyone to do a, a mile that has been sacco in years past. Keep it right.
3: What is a beer mile? I had to drink a beer and then run a mile. beer a lap
1: four laps, so four beers, but they have to be Guinness.
3: Fuck, that sounds awful. <laughs> that is
2: hell. You said you Guinness could probably
0: do it with
1: like.
2: Michelob Ultra, you could probably make it through, but like with Guinness, like I was about to say fire. we could do
3: we could do a bud we could do a Bud Light and Ice sponsorship here. There you go.
1: That oh, there nice. you go. Hey, now we're talking. That's thinking right there, guys. Or
2: or you have to do a login amount. You have to put a whole log in your mouth of dip and run a mile with it. <laughs> I would, dude. I would. I not. would be
1: buzzing so hard I'd pass out by the first turn. First turn. Of first
0: turn. Yeah. First
1: first turn I would done. just run off beer off into the side.
3: First turn, I am so done. Just so, like, I'd be, be, be fucking wobbling all over the place. I'll never forget.
1: First what would time be, I ever. What would be a punishment?
3: In, you like, would what do. I thought was a considerable amount of tobacco on my lip while on that shit. I'm a thin guy. So zen what, guy would,
1: what would be love. a punishment you would? Do?
3: Uh, I I really like the Waffle House one, waffles. <laughs> that's a funny one because like that's you have to suffer. It's
2: hard to do though because <laughs> after like your third waffle, especially I mean you got to put syrup or chocolate chips on it.
3: No
0: one, you, it. You I
1: eat, too. I don't know how you, you can eat that much food. You have to go in
3: there, like baked out of your mind, hungry, and just scarf down like scarf down like ten. Just do it. Just force yourself to eat ten, wash it down. You have to
2: be like absolutely obliterated. Like because like me and Bloom we're trying to do this six pound steak challenge. So like we did like all the research. Like you can't fat or starve yourself because your stomach's gonna shrink. So like you eat one waffle, you're gonna be full. Like you gotta literally train for that marathon all day or you're gonna be yakking in your oh, seat. Yeah. or is like I'm you can wear it like at two sizes above what you normally wear but you'll have a gut hanging out from how many <laughs> wobbles that you needed looking go. like I'm Randy Bobandy from trailer Park boys it. Like,
1: all of them are gonna be chocolate chip
2: oh my gosh
1: hey guess so, last segment uh I wanted to do kind of like a draft it's just a one round draft um, so, cool. You'll go first since you're the guest. Taylor, you'll go second and um, I'll go last. Uh, and the subject is, since we all travel a lot, you know, we've all traveled for work and uh, have seen the sea- seen the vast lands of the United States of America. And I wanted to ask you guys, what place would you most like to live? So, cool. Go first.
0: Oh, fuck,
3: dude. Uh, somewhere. I would say Key West.
1: All right. Taylor.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't care what anyone says or what their opinion is, uh, but out of all the cities, I think I would want to live in Miami. All
1: right. My turn, um, you know, I've been far and wide. I've been to about 30 states now, checking them all off my list, and uh, there's only one place like home, and there's only one place I would want to live in, and it's hand me the beef curtains, baby. Oh my <laughs> that's, that's my spot. I'd want to listen. I thought it, it, I thought
3: knew that shit was coming. Y'all are the worst. Uh, I, mean, I thought you shit.
2: were being dear, Parker. Like, you, you got me.
1: I need to make a graphic, you know what I'm saying? Like a draft graphic.
3: Every time me and uh, Peyton like just like say hi to each other, he's like, hey, how's your mom? <laughs> I, mean, I can never tell if he's just being like nice or... <laughs> Just this piece of shit that he is, yeah.
1: So, uh, we only got two minutes until this um Zoom call ends. So, I guess like, I want to ask you guys what are you guys thankful for? You know, it's the holiday spirit. We're bringing the podcast back for the people. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
3: Um, thankful, thankful for a lot of things. Thankful for this podcast.
1: Thank you. you. Know. You're welcome,
3: guys. Guys put in some work. To give me a chuckle, I kind of kind wasn't let down this year, in all honesty. But
1: we're back. Hey, um, your, than ever. Feedback,
2: your feedback is critical, my man. Um, yeah, there has been good. several or eight different occasions that we've tried to put out a podcast and just our schedules did not align <laughs> different time zones. So uh, I know what it's like to let people down, and I know what it's like to be let down. <laughs> but I, I, I'm thankful that uh, we could all get together somehow uh, this holiday season and spread joy and cheer uh, to all that are near and <laughs> a good night.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. And I'm thankful for y'all, you guys. I'm thankful for the league. I'm thankful for the Turkey Bowl. So uh, me and Taylor were talking earlier, and I may just make a commission. Oh, that's
2: what Larry Sussman was going to ask. Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> here we go. I going to ask go. about
2: um, if you had any comments about you know, the Turkey Bowl, or do you think in the near future that, you know, you and Burnham are going to develop uh, a Turkey Bowl rivalry that, you know, a lot of us can look forward to uh, each and every year?
3: assemble <laughs> uh, A team piece or what board drills? What are we talking here? Fantasy games?
0: Yeah, fantasy games. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about fucking
1: board games here. We're talking <laughs> about fantasy football. I yeah, no, let's that. play Scrabble. Um,
2: yeah. Who the fuck uh, cares about Scrabble and the turkey ball? I mean, the turkey ball is this
0: right here.
1: Yeah. So I, right. I will say it. I want to make a commissioner's note. And if, if the league's okay with it, but every Thanksgiving week, we should have Sovacool versus Burnham, no matter what, this weekend. I'm telling
2: I'm you, all- someone's I'm gonna all- have to end up at each other's house and cook <laughs> eight deep fried turkeys. Like that's gotta be the only to-
1: one at Thanksgiving dinner.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 in. I'm in. Please mark that calendar and I will make sure that it's a W. Right, guys, hey,
1: and gonna- if you know
2: anyone at Butterball Turkey, please get them in contact with us. We're trying to get a big sponsorship
1: <laughs> for this We're week. desperate for sponsors, please. Uh <laughs> we got stride right gum uh,
2: two big red yeah, stride right. It's a gun that's usually forgotten about.
1: All right, we're back. Sorry about that. Our Zoom call timed out. Uh, special thanks to cool for being our first guest of the season, as well as uh, coming on. Um, Taylor, what else did you want to add? Uh, I know you were saying something before we, cl- we cut out.
2: Yeah, I just want to thank our sponsors, our good sponsors over at Stride Right Jump. <laughs> um stride right gum has been america's friendly gum since 1980 and you can find it usually at the checkout aisle at your local Publix. um very unique gum can't miss it long lasting flavor won't regret it uh but while you're chewing on that thought thank you so much for joining our podcast today and we look forward to having you guys on for next week's segment
1: Yep. And then uh, one quick question, Taylor, before we wrap up, who, who's taking the throne? Who's your Balls Deep predi- Championship prediction?
2: Uh, I mean, it is too much of a toss-up. There's a lot of guys that are in the wild-card race right now that have the team that could easily um, put in the right gear, take over, and win it all.
1: Yeah, I agree. Fantasy football is kind of a crap shoot, and it's really anyone's game until the very last second. Well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll be back as soon as possible.
0: I know you oh, like that How long you been back? I see the girls in the club, they getting wild for me And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me These rap cats man, they all got this style for me And if I ever see them, they probably bow to me And when this beat drop, I know they gonna lean World debut, I know they gonna fiend Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs Girls from Bluenets down to Blonde Queens These young boys don't know what a Don mean I'm just a bad boy, gone clean I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober Don't drink liquor, and all the game's over Need a plane? I explain it to my broker Three bots in the hood, top down, and ain't over You know there's more, man, where that come from? Me and Kuda love rolling back to back in one See, the names have all changed since I've been around But the game ain't the same since I left out so much, they wanna know who I'm coached by, everyday approach by chicks when I was no type, wanna give me so side, but I'm like don't try, I see the hisses and the disses when I go by, but see the misses on my wrists when I float by, self control and I can't tell you no lie, tryna find a soulmate, you end up being so tired, I make my money man without the coca, Living in La Vida without the loca, I'm down south so they show me country love and I ain't even country thug, the people give me daps and hug, so it must be love, and I love the country grub, it feel good to hear people singing welcome back, and I ain't even selling a track, cause I'm that Harlem cat, the names have all changed since I've been around, but the game ain't the same since I left out,